This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Thank you, Larissa. And thank you, Rode Microphones and Harlan Hogan's VoiceOver Essentials, the home of the Porterbooth Pro. This week, we have a couple of questions that popped up on our Facebook. Robbo, you got the questions? What are they? The first one, uh, I haven't got a name. He didn't leave his name, but he's shown up as being in Ben Salem, B-E-N-S-A-L-E-M. Oh, yeah. Ben Salem uh, is outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So his question was, I am using an SM7B in a small bedroom setup and getting under minus 60 dB noise floor. Do you have any feel how a Rode NT1 or NTG5 might differ in that respect? It should be less noise unless the microphone, the increased sensitivity of the road picks up more background noise from the environment or rumble. And then the meters could actually show more noise. So this is the thing about reading meters and interpreting noise. The meter tells you one thing, your ears tell you another. So don't just go by a meter when you're measuring noise because you can see a meter that says minus 60 peak noise but there can be a tremendous amount of white noise that you hear, like, and it can still measure less than minus 60. And then on the converse of that, you can have a meter that's reading minus 40, but it's just rumble, just very low frequency garbage that an NT1 is going to hear really nicely. Then, but it doesn't read. You don't really hear it in the cans. It's so low. So uh, meters are just telling a tiny part of the picture. And Without having that information, we really couldn't answer that question, to be honest. We don't know if it's going to be better or worse because we don't know about your environment and how much noise of that, how much of the noise in that file is the environment versus the self-noise of your preamp and your mic. Well, Robert, who couldn't be with us this week, um, his answer to that is uh, lower noise and uh, the road, either the NT1 or the NTG5, will be able to run at a lower level on the preamp. But the polar patterns are somewhat different. But the main thing is, if the noise is coming from the room, then the road will probably hear more of it. So that's something to consider. And of course, the shore will um, show up much more noise from a crappy preamp. So I've been watching YouTube videos lately of these guys that compare you know, interfaces and preamps, and they use the SM7 as the torture test to expose the noisier preamps. So yeah, I mean, an NT1, much easier to boost that output much easier to get clean gain with that mic so i think in the end with proper use you're gonna your nt1 is going to be the better mic of the two almost always when it's set up correctly it's going to be the better sounding of the two i think it's a no-brainer nice all right well question number two uh you might be able to help me with this one george from uh la canada flintridge california La Kenyatta, yeah. Okay, well, here's his question or her question. Upgrading my USB mic to a pro setup for voiceover. What kind of accessories would I need for a Rode NTG5? I see I need a 3 8 of an inch to 5 8 of an inch stand adapter for use with a general mic stand, but do I need anything to cover for pops or anything else? I have a Steinberg UR22 Mark II interface and XLR cables already. Appreciate recommendations. Thanks. I, I would venture to guess they were on my website, homevostudionow.com, because all that stuff is right off the site. Um, it's a good combination of gear, yeah. The uh, the adapter is a necessary is necessary if you want to use their really super slick, amazing, cool uh, Rycote liar, you know, pistol grip shock mount thingamabob. So that thing does require a thread adapter, and it does not come in the kit. 
So you will need that one thing of a jig to use that shock mount on your typical American mic boom, like a 5 8 thread mic boom. The good news is that if you can't get that adapter, don't worry because there's a proper mic clip, or not proper, but I should just say a basic normal music mic clip in that kit also that will thread onto your 5 8 stand. So don't worry about if, if you get the kit and you go, oh no, I can't plug this thing in. Yes, you can. Um, but that adapter will be something you need. In terms of pop screens, my I've always said if you use your mic correctly, you don't need a pop screen. It does come with a windshield, a standard foamy windshield, which I leave on my mics because it just protects it, keeps it clean, and uh, just feels better to have it on there for some reason. Um, and then it does also come with one of those dead cat uh, windscreens. So if you're going to be really aggressive on your mic placement and you want to eat the mic, you could try it with the dead cat. And uh, that thing will eliminate the plosives. That, it's a heck of a good pop screen, but it's kind of silly to use it in a voiceover booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know that Rode are actually going to have a, a little um, accessory for that lyre shock mount that sits on the pistol grip so you can actually take that part off, uh, which will convert that um, shock mount into... Um, S- is it S- SM3R? That's one uh, of the shock clips mount, the, of their shock uh, the, mount setups, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, a Vanguard V4 that I'm supposed to be doing a review on, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. But same deal. It's got the completely open head basket. It's super exposed. Um, yeah, depending on the mic, it can really be more audible. Well, it appears, George, that uh, Robert agrees with you because uh, his comment was uh, you don't need a pop shield or a foam um pop guard on your microphone if you have proper mic placement which is the key so there you go uh you also did mention george that uh here's a tip if you put your hand where you assume the microphone is going to be in talk and if you can feel the wind on your hand then you're probably going to get plosives so uh, you can move the mic to make sure that doesn't happen handy hint don't put the mic in that pop zone you're fine uh, host of one of the other podcasts I do seven seasons in, and he's still popping his head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. What you going to do? That's and the shock mount I just is the SM3R. Ah, the SM3R. There you go. So that's a shock mount that works exactly like the one that comes with the, yeah. uh, S- the SM5. I'm starting to get up my names jumbled together. <laughs> <laughs> the, the NTG5. The MTG5. Um, but that threads onto a normal mic stand. Is that right? Yeah. That's a nice little handy add-on. That, uh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I, I, man, I know Rode sponsors a show. We're biased, but man, they're killing it. Just yeah. really thoughtful stuff. Yep. Yeah, they really are. Well, we should thank our two anonymous posters for their uh, insightful questions. Yeah, yeah. And answering our what are we going to do a show on this week question at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, so we answered three questions this week. That's right, indeed. This show was mixed by Voodoo Sound, edit by Andrew Peters, using Source Connect Now and Rode Microphones, with technical support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe and like us. You look for trouble.